0: The theme for the evening talk is (coughs) Meditation and Love. Uh, Sometimes it can appear that these two themes can be uh, somewhat opposed or separate from each other that in other words we may consider or regard love as one uh, aspect of our life in certain places and environments and then another is meditation and they can seem quite distinct If we take the former, that is uh, meditation first and the practice and application of uh, meditation There are, of course, a number of threads and themes which are associated with it. These include the capacity and the willingness to be aware, to watch, to uh, witness our existence, to stay in touch with it and the moments of existence as much as possible. And all of that, we hope, contributes in a very direct way to a clear perception of what's going on with us. We hope to be aware of course of our breathing life as organic human beings to be in touch and in contact with the physical uh, life the vibrations, the sensations the experiences of the body uh, pleasurable and painful and sometimes of course in the physical experiences which are taking place is naturally enough a wish to, for them to stop for them to go away and so we can be sitting in the meditation and then after a period of time uh, a great idea comes and basically to um, make the upwardly mobile journey from the floor Uh, to the chair and you think, "Oh, that would be a better kind of meditation I wasn't born in Asia I'm not an Indian or a Thai or a Burmese or whatever sitting in the chair that's the western model and there is some temporary relief from the pain but then one finds as many have reported by the tens of thousands over the years that the getting rid of one problem only seems to then invite the new one. That in other words, one sits wonderful sitting in a chair no no pain, it's so much more comfortable. And then after a little while of sitting in the chair one finds one spaced out daydreaming, fantasizing fantasizing and falling asleep so deeply one is in serious danger of hurting oneself by falling off the chair. So sometimes we are in one posture and it's painful. We think things will be better somewhere else, somehow else and then we go to the chair and then we think, well what is it, chair no pain but mind spacing, wandering out or is it the flaw, mind not spacing and wandering out but having to deal with pain. And so sometimes people of course look at this and make their own minds up which is worse (laughs) or better or preferable or whatever. And and of course in the same respect what I just said for some people doesn't apply at all whether Uh, using the stool, using the chair or using the cross-legged position. We might say in looking at that as one small example of what I mean but it doesn't seem to have much relationship to uh, love at all. Again, it seems to be related far more to awareness, to observation, to making decisions, appropriate action, etc. Similarly, take it a little bit further uh, with you in the meditations as well there's not only time in the meditation hall but uh, the other times of the day uh, as well and sometimes in all of that it seems like a sacrificing of love not necessarily the encouragement and the development of it. In other words when one is passing through the day and then a feeling arises, a thought arises about something that one would what, love to do and finds that in the situation here one is deprived, one is, the opportunity for you is stopped and there's this uh, military regime taking place which barks out the orders each day sit, walk, stand, sit, walk, stand sit, walk, stand, eat, go to sleep. And again it can seem terribly austere terribly deprived of normal human communication and and therefore some will say, well, where is the love? No wonder people look so grim. Here's probably a more cheerful place to live in um, four or five years ago when there were just five elderly nuns uh, uh, living here and popping up in various parts of the building from time to time. And and while the others, of course, have joined each other underground not London underground the underground (laughs) behind me in the cemetery there. So sometimes it would appear, would appear that it's rather disciplined, it is. Rather strict, mm, it can be. Uh, rather a lot of focus on uh, presence, awareness and mindfulness. Where is the love one mind Where Where is the love? So normally our association with uh, love tends to enter or flow into particular areas of life and if they're in balance and according with other areas then there will be clarity and wisdom and if there's not there's going to be trouble for the mind. (coughs) What I mean by that is any kind of culture um, um, uh, east or west, north or south it's unmistakable the degree, the frequency, the uh, intensity that the emphasis of love. It just runs through so many different things. All popular entertainment invariably seems to have some theme of uh, love in it. all, um, I'm not sure, what is Shakespeare? Popular or, or not so popular, but anyway. All uh, classical uh, theatre, cinema, soap operas I'm running out of ideas here, novels, um, poetry, rock music, operas, art, etc. etc. It wouldn't go on. All seem in some way or other to be trying to find, to express issues, insights, understanding, connections, etc. around the theme of love and the problems that go with it around human relationships. One sees equally, of course, a tremendous emphasis in religion. Probably one of the most famous uh, one-line statements in religion is God is love. So here we have a tremendous emphasis on uh, love tremendous importance of it we'll have at least some awareness of what happens when there is the neglect of it not only in childhood but in babyhood and but in adulthood I think that there's this tremendous um, influence of love being extended and talked about and discussed and etc. through all culture. There is the area of meditation. Where is the meeting place? That is clearly important for us. Where is the actual meeting place? Sometimes in the taking and in the looking into ourselves it might be necessary, be a rather a bold step to do but it may be necessary and, and a rather good practice to, not only here of course but in daily life, to actually drop to a very large extent this potent word L-O-V-E out of our vocabulary. Now what would that have influence have on us? You know we t- tend to think about love too much who loves us, who doesn't love us, who we love and care for and, and who we can't stand, therefore whom there's the absence of love or whatever. So the place of the heart is extraordinarily significant in life. We can find ourselves having our own internal soap opera during the meditations which are far more popular than Coronation Street and EastEnders for us and in the if those of you are from overseas never mind, you get what I mean <laughs> And and these things are going on inside of us and quite often when it concerns human relationship of course once again with extraordinary regularity the area of love is involved about love like human connection and human relationships and etc. If we were to drop, it's rather odd to say this since the theme of the retreat is love and liberation, but anyway, if we were to drop the idea of love out of the heart, out of the mind, where would it leave us? What's the immediate response? What would happen for us if we let go of all of that? For some, it might seem a bit strange, a bit odd just to, to not to be concerned with love in life seems a little bit bizarre and a little bit um, odd, weird and un- unnatural. Others may say, well if I let go of concern about love and all the measuring that goes with it do I get enough? Do I give enough? All the things that go on. For some, letting go of the concept of love could feel like quite a relief. Spending so much time in heart and mind going over this day in and day out could be quite a relief to gop it, to let it go. Sometimes, in love, in in human relationship love and all part of the meditation here is looking into these things, what's going on in our feelings and thoughts during the day. Sometimes the problem with the love is not so much the love itself but the restrictions in the mind and the demands and the forms that go with it, and therefore, time we're going through the day with the meditation, and some issue about the matter, um, the matter of the heart arises, and then we find ourselves focusing very strongly on that matter of the heart, and then comes in all the tendencies supporting it and it puts a real pressure on the heartful feeling of love So sometimes it's going along the lines of uh, one of the popular mantras um, in society oh I wish I was in a relationship and so one can be sitting one's in the heart moving there is uh, wish to be in a relationship which means the wish to receive love to give love in a particular uh, way it begins to occupy the attention and the pressure on the love to give, to receive begins to build up partly because we have a model in the mind of a way, an exclusive way in a rather a narrow way to be able to channel the love towards and who will receive it. And then there are others who um, may be thinking the other way around the relationship to love and, and the other popular mantra as well which was, I wish I wasn't in a relationship. And then in this particular one, one feels restricted in that particular way and feels all the problems which are associated with being in a relationship that then becomes the daily issue during the meditation and then one thinks, well if I was out of the relationship I'd be so much more open, expansive, free, loving, etc. So again, in expressions of love, whatever, of forms or whatever How easy when we are in something, there is a reaction to it, and therefore the wish to be out of. And when one is out of something, there is a reaction to it, and the wish to be in. And we think in and out makes all the difference. How could it? Tendencies will come in whether we're in or out and issues will come in meditation practice acknowledges the importance of the heart acknowledges the importance and relationship of feeling finds ways to attend to them to be in touch with our feeling life and to see in what ways we place pressure on that and therefore on ourselves through the way of relating to love. And there can can be enormous pressures built up as most of us know and experience in life through relationship. I mean relationship could be partner, husband and wife (coughs) but relationship between two friends (coughs) relationship between parents and children relationship between, what else? Employers and employees students and teachers managers and meditators all sorts of combinations where there's the opportunity for love to express all the ways for it to flow and the mind comes in on the heart and places pressure on the heart and that place uh, uh, pressure creates the problem for oneself and other, or others. Meditation is to be aware of the importance of heartfulness, of course, and what are the tendencies imposing on the heart. Because sometimes in the name of love, we are intolerable. Sometimes in the name of Love, we make other people's lives unbearable and indirectly we make our own as well and especially when in uh, experience and feelings of love we carry with it the idea oh, this love, therefore, because I love you whoever I to you is therefore I know what's best for you rationalisation so sometimes feeling of love is arising yes, feeling of connection is arising and then out of another part of the mind which may not have much love in it at all comes the viewpoint I love you therefore I know what's best for you it's a nightmare parents please note so this movement that goes on to see what love is and with love, awareness, which is meditation is the support for love genuinely is the support for love Sometimes we we hear, and perhaps every every day in a whole uh, variety of uh, uh, ways we hear of situations of people and who are able wonderfully and in very uh, inspiring ways and sometimes dramatic ways show and express uh, their love and that can be of course just through the ability to uh, sustain kindness where it needs to be sustained And sometimes you and I, we meet people, we uh, hear reports, we see a television program or whatever it might be and perhaps uh, a member of the family is taking care of a handicapped person or a person with a disability, or a person with serious health problems. And it's not just a temporary thing for a few hours or or in some kind of paid uh, work, or employment, or whatever. It's actually a sustained thing from one day to the next. And no doubt, I'm sure, such people who, who do uh, this kind of work, this service, may just be just for one other human being, must have countless thoughts of wanting to step out of it, be free from it, not to have the responsibility sometimes must have thoughts which are envious of others who can go here, there, more or less whenever they like and one cannot because one has a a commitment to a a person uh, a lifelong commitment to a person with a severe disability as an example When we see and read these uh, uh, stories and we're deeply touched, where is it in a human being that is able to sustain that kind of connection and that kind of commitment while dealing with all the agitations, the restlessness the, the negativities that arise and the problematic aspects of it yet somehow, despite all of that and probably countless wishes to flee to be out of the situation the person sustains it day in, day out, week in out year in year out. So there is this potential in people, in human beings, out of love with all the difficulties to keep something which matters flowing, to keep it flowing in a sustained way. A factor of meditation and awareness and stillness and silence is intended, as I said, to keep the heart open to keep it warm to keep it clear and most of all in fact to keep it steady with what matters to keep it steady with what matters and therefore it's a great pillar of support someone sometimes marvels even more people there. no knowledge of the importance of the here and now no knowledge of silence and stillness and meditations or whatever and yet still at this remarkable capacity Sometimes it's of a more dramatic order and one uh, which uh, comes to mind and was uh, in uh, Gaya a year last uh, January and the same again this uh, January of this uh, rather remarkable um, a man called uh, Sujata and he's half German and half uh, Norwegian and one of those people in this world who uh, whose very life ought to serve as an inspiration for any any of us and speaking about him in uh, uh, Germany and one of the staff in the kitchen, um, I hadn't mentioned his name but one of the staff uh, in the kitchen said, uh, oh you're talking about Sujata aren't you and who uh, knew him from uh, uh, years ago and part of the long journey of this man, who's uh, 87 years of age is that at the beginning of the Second World War he was uh, called up into uh, Hitler's army and being that he was half Norwegian he was sent with the German military to uh, Norway where uh, he worked as a translator but he had absolutely no belief in fascism absolutely no support for Hitler nor for any of the occupation and as a result he got in touch with the Norwegian underground and was passing over information from the German headquarters to the Norwegian underground That is a very dangerous thing to do And it wasn't long before the German military and the Gestapo were looking for the traitor in their midst I can imagine the pressure They would have skinned him alive the pressure of going in in your uniform, translating, so therefore obviously fairly high on the on the list of suspects, and going in every day. And I said to him, how, "I said to him, how did you sleep at night? <laughs> With this pressure going on." And he said, and the view that he took, he said he knew that the immorality of the occupation his belief in the right of people Norwegians in this case to determine their own uh, life and he could not give in any way any kind of support to it and his heart was with the Norwegians and what they were enduring and suffering. Keeping faith with that got into to sleep at night. And none of us we can have a little bit of pressure in what we focus on in life and what we give priority but most of us anyway, especially here in the European Union don't have the fear of the door knock And the arrest. And they use it as an example of where there's a focus and a priority and a belief and a love for something a love for justice a love for truth a love for what one genuinely feels uh, is right. That that has to be kept that focus has to be kept clear and steady. After the war, Sujata went off to uh, the East, to Nepal and spent the next uh, 15 years as a Buddhist monk uh, when there were very few Western Buddhist monks and then uh, got married and married an ex-Buddhist nun. So he's one of those kind of characters. The Buddhist tradition, has always, uh, attracted its fair share of eccentrics. And remember, last year, at the end of the retreat, we said to him, what are you going to do after the retreat? And he said, last year he was was younger then, he was 86. He said, "Um, I'm thinking of climbing one of the Himalayas. (laughs) So when most people, getting on into their old age, thinking about a quiet, secure life, some actually haven't got that thought in their mind at all. There's still passion there, there's still enthusiasm uh, uh, there. And when I just stayed in, in, in Delhi, this 92-year-old lady said that a few years ago her grandchildren were taking a boat when these, uh, down the rapid through um, the lower part of the Himalayas through the Ganges and she was in her 80s and she said to them, I want to go I said, oh, Grandma, you can't, can't, can't go this is, this is dangerous and you're, 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 too, you're, you're, you're too old anything could happen you're in your 80s she said, nothing can go wrong she said, if I make that journey trip with you and I succeed it's an incredible thing to have accomplished and she said, and if I don't and I drown in Mother Ganga I go straight to heaven (laughs) what can go wrong? (laughs) so sometimes there is that kind of focus and interest and and love and uh, action uh, there and faith and and, and trust and it's still there and it hasn't got watered down and hasn't got diffused through life (laughs) And I think these things are just so important for each and every every one of us so that we step back and we make some time in our own life to see how our own life is unfolding and and steps that we are taking so that hopefully, as I say, the meditation practices and the grounding and the centering of ourselves and the looking at ourselves will provide that stabilising of the energy and the presence of mind and the openness of heart to take steps. Sometimes, like the two examples I gave take steps with risk. Sometimes it's taking steps and there's no real risk to it not in any uh, that kind of sense but it's uh, an expansion a movement of the heart in a particular way and therefore a going beyond our conventional self going beyond our everyday mind. (coughs) Sometimes when we look out into ourselves and into our our heart life and and, uh, uh, feeling life that goes on important too as well as I said earlier not to get restricted to some definition of what love is or how I should be because very easily in matters of love tremendous idealism uh, can take place and we start off with loving something that we are doing and then there is the memory which goes with it and then from the memory and the association there comes the ideal and again some of you report this quite regularly. You've been on the retreat before, had a beneficial retreat, a good retreat, an insightful retreat, a heart opening retreat. Uh, uh, what, what other kind of retreat people like? An enlightening retreat, a uh, 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 transcending the body experience retreat, uh, whatever it might be. And so out of the experience which is insightful and beneficial the mind understandably with the heart draws a conclusion oh, I just love meditation so the heart found an outlet and it says oh, meditation is just right for me, it's just perfect for me, it's just what I need to do and so one's had it's not just based on a belief not just based on uh, somebody else's experience or the Buddha or whatever, but it's based on one's own experience. From that experience, one says, oh, "I love to do this." So there's meditation and love has got a relationship together. One then comes on another retreat, and and that probability is, which is quite often, that one does more days than on the last retreat because the memory says well when I did that weekend or that three-day retreat or that five-day workshop it was so good so the mind says well if I do seven days obviously it's going to get bigger and better you know and if I had the time I'd be here for 10 days or 15 days and God knows where I'd be after that (laughs) there so there's the experience of something there's the benefit of something There is the love which goes with it, the feeling that it's important and and valuable. But one didn't notice the expectation. One didn't notice the idealism. And that we in with the love and with the old connection, it carried itself and then one arrives on the next retreat, ready for the biggest blast, of one's life (laughs) and one's all fired up for for this and then it's not happening knee pains, back pains, wandering mind the person next to you is fidgeting you can hear them snoring through the bedroom door and it seems like there's a (coughs) a conspiracy (coughs) to stop the big blast (coughs) So, then, one feels rather depressed and it all seems very, very far away. And then we begin to doubt that past experience because I was just deluding myself or, what, or whatever it might be. So, then another pattern begins to set in. And the, other pa- and the pattern begins to set in, well, it was, wasn't much anyway, nothing really happened anyway. Anyway, I made it all up anyway. So one does it with meditation, one does it with relationship, one does it with particular places that one has stayed in etc. So love is there, experience is there, contact is there, things come out of all of that but still it requires the vigilance to be aware of what we do with our experience. What do we do with it? And sometimes we need to remind ourselves to be vigilant about the way we build up our expectations towards ourselves or towards the situation and just to watch in the love and in the interest and in the connection is there exaggeration going on and it's the self which exaggerates the self exaggerates the situation And it takes, as I say, some vigilance in life to, for awareness, for a meditative awareness to acknowledge and enjoy and appreciate the ex- many ways that love and kindness and connection and appreciation and experience manifest to really acknowledge it. But a little vigilance about getting too high on something. That's all. Sometimes when we're a little vigilant about getting too high about something we call it meditation or we call it somebody we meet or we call it a place that we go to whatever it might be that in the vigilance about not getting too high about something it may seem to lower the temperature of the happiness and the love and the connection Being a little bit more clear may Sacrifice some of the joy, some of the happiness. Better. Better. Sacrifice a little bit of happiness to be aware than not sacrifice it, get very high and then a few days, weeks or months later have a terrible crash and feel disillusioned, disappointed, upset and feel everything's a whole waste of time including all of existence. (laughs) <laughs> so, better to be, enjoy, appreciate, feeling of warmth, connection and love with vigilance, with awareness, with wisdom, with understanding. When we begin to sense the importance of the integration of those two, love with wisdom, love with uh, clarity and not putting the pressure on us in other words love in that particularised way that we get fixed in our mind the outcome of that is extraordinarily and beautifully that there is in fact more love found in our life the self generates the rules of the love. The self does it. The I does it. The me does it. And it gets into a restricted focus about love. The love doesn't do it but the self does. And if we're allowing some of the walls of the self to crumble then the sense and the feeling of love begins to show itself in a much wider number of ways. It shows itself in, of course, deep kindnesses. It shows itself in appreciation. It shows itself in the joy that comes from seeing and hearing and tasting and touching. It shows itself in the quiet moment. It shows itself in the fullness of communication. It shows itself in creativity, in art, in indoors and outdoors etc. etc shows itself in just what the moment has to offer shows itself in doing nothing and it shows itself in the superficial uh, chatter of everyday life which is so uh, important as well So when when the self isn't controlling the love or isn't fixing the love or, or isn't obsessing with having it making it in a certain way then heart can stay genuinely steady And expansive and open. And therefore, the sense of love, the feeling of uh, love, and the deep kindnesses of life can genuinely keep showing themselves in a whole wide variety of ways. And teachings point to that as a way of pointing to what liberation is. Therefore, We need our awarenesses, we need our meditations we need our silences and stillnesses there to shed light on our experiences and that shedding light on our experiences it means that we begin to understand love and the impact that self can have with, with it. And it would be a pity to live half a life because we've restricted the love down to one or two ideas about how it should be and what it is. So in our days, in our meditations here, <coughs> in our sittings and walking, to notice and to be receptive in ourselves where love it shows itself, where kindness shows itself, where respect shows itself, sensitivity, connection, and letting all of that deep go and run very deep with us. When it runs deep, we genuinely feel the connection with the web of life. And in that connection with the web of life, there's a tremendous potential for really living an enlightened way of being. So let's have a couple of quiet minutes together, please.